may I introduce to you the woman who's no one's backup dancer because she's the star of the show. <laughs> it's Emma Wiltshire. <laughs> may I introduce to you everyone's favourite film editor, Justine Hendren. <laughs> and, and this, this is High Expectations. I see what you did there. <laughs> you referenced one of our pod crushes. Yes, I did. Yeah. Which is a funny coincidence because today we're talking about crushes, which is a requested episode by one of our fans, Jen. Jen. From Jen. Jen. <laughs> Jen from Indoors Woman. Yes. The home koala herself. She Dee. loves roller derby. She's and dusting in. things. That's what archaeologists do. Eh? <laughs> oh, no, yeah, okay, no. Nah, brushing be things. Brushing. Carefully digging. <laughs> Carefully digging and brushing things. <laughs> do you have a crush on anybody? Let's just go straight into it. <laughs> so many people, actually. I have like a different crush per day. <laughs> I have lots of different That's crushes, and they go in like different categories. Crushes that. You, like, encounter and you have no real intention of ever asking out or going on a date with or anything. You just, like, appreciate them as a person and part their appearance. I have celebrity crushes, which, again, I have no real interest in ever getting with. Probably wouldn't even meet them, which is fair. Pretty common. Pretty, pretty common. common crush, yeah. yeah. Sometimes crushes I don't want. Oh, yeah, the reluctant, the reluctant the crush. The reluctant crush. I often get reluctant crushes because I crush so easily. And all the time. I don't know if other people are like me. I'm super romantic. I can develop romantic feelings for somebody. And if I feel strongly for somebody, I sometimes even confuse it for a crush. Like, if I really admire somebody. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I must have a big crush on them. We watched a movie the other day. It's not very well known. It's called Clueless. Um, (laughs) But then at the end, she's like, why am I getting all bloody hung up over Josh? ex-stepbrother um mm. and then she's walking by a water fountain and she and then the, of course as the water fountain like does its fountain thing that's the technical term does its fountaining thing shoots out water <laughs> shoots out water she's like oh i have a crush on him oh no i'm in love with him actually i love josh and i love josh so yeah that's like an interesting distinction as well what how do you know the difference between a crush and love how do you know you're in love with somebody but anyway, sometimes that happens, right? Where you're like, oh, I have a big crush on that person. That's why I've been acting so weird around them and I've been feeling weird when they're around. And sometimes it's like a sneaky crush. Sometimes it sneaks up on you. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know you've got a crush on them until you've had a dream about them. <laughs> and then you're like, Yeah. Oh. I want to argue, though, that dreams are fucked and dream logic <laughs> is like video clip logic. Because hmm. you know how when you're in dreams, you believe what's happening? You just buy it? Yeah. No, but sometimes your brain can just make people up who don't really exist. My problem that I have, mm-hmm. back when I was single, I always have dreams when I had these like, amazing girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And they don't really exist. They don't exist. And I'd wake up, realize it was all a dream, and feel genuinely sad that I had lost this person. And it happened like two or three times. That's really miserable. And I was like, oh. I remember you telling so nice. me about this. Yeah. Well, it's true that your asleep brain is kind of presenting to you these are your true wants and desires a lot of the time, right? Or these are your fears and anxieties. I often have dreams where I'm making up with people as well. We got off topic, but we've decided that you are definitely partly Partly, but not entirely. Yeah. Right. Other types of crushes. You got the work crush. 
where they're only cute because they're at work with you and there's little other competition. Oh my god, please explain that. What's it called, like, bottle syndrome or something, where someone at work is, like, an eight. Not that I condone rating people, but just for example, at work, you're, like, an eight or a nine, because everyone else is, like, old. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, like, really, just not your type. Yeah. And there's, like, one person who's, like, yes, they dress nice, they're friendly, they're good-looking. At work, they're a nine. But if you encounter them anywhere else, like, in other situations, they're just, like, a four or five. <laughs> Because nothing else around them that's good, they suddenly become more appealing. Nice. Yep. I've definitely had I that. I follow you. Okay, so is this a reluctant workplace crush or a welcome workplace crush? Because I could talk about oh. both of these things as well, being an easy-to-crush-on-people person. I think in this situation, it's a welcome one because it puts a bit of joy in the day when you encounter them. Yeah, so I definitely have the welcome workplace crush, and I've shared it with you, right? And yeah. we both really enjoy it. I'm not going to use this person's name. I'm going to say Josh. And if your name is Josh and you work with me, you're not hot. I'm not crushing on you. Get over yourself. Josh. Yeah, Josh. I'm um, sorry. I like formed a crush on this person at work. They don't work directly with me and my team. They just occasionally come by and visit. Initially, I was like, this is so not where I want to be. Like every time this person turns up, I feel flustered. Um, this is really embarrassing. Everyone at work is going to figure out I have a crush, which they eventually did because I was acting like a fucking weirdo and hiding behind my monitor when they <laughs> turned up. I honestly started crushing them because one, they're beautiful. Two, they have a nice accent. Three, they had great banter with me and they were like ribbing me for stuff. And I was like, wow, this person. So I started off really reluctant. But then as, as my coworkers got kind of like an idea that I was into them, sort of came out that some of them thought that he was quite cute too. And then it's just since then, and also telling Jaslyn about his movements, I made myself sound so fucking weird, but I don't care. <laughs> I need something to help the day go by. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Um, it's made the whole thing like a lot more fun. And we've like actually established like a team Josh, because there's some people on my team who do not think Josh is hot. <laughs> they are wrong. There's also a contender. We'll call him... Ryan. That sounds like a hot kind of name. Josh and Ryan. Josh and Ryan. Wow. Um, and some people are Team Ryan, and there's even, like, nicknames based on their real names. So, yeah, and then my team will, like, have hot debates about who's hotter. And it really does just make the day more interesting. I can see it would. Yeah. But I've also had reluctant workplace crushes. And if I feel like the crush coming on, like kind of like a cold, you know, you feel a crush coming on. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm repressing that one. I have to, particularly if I have to interact with somebody on the daily, I'm like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not okay with this crush. So I kind of just don't entertain the thoughts. So yeah, sometimes workplace crushes can be real awkward. Then of course with workplaces, there's more attrition than like real, like social life. So then they can leave and say, like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> then, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> sometimes their replacement more of a crush. Nice. True. Like, oh, exactly. This is fine. Exactly. I have so many crushes. I just realized how many people I crush on. And it's not like, it's like a friendly crush. It's just like, kind of like, kind of like your style. More, more like yeah, kind of yeah. in the category of like an innocent or friend crush. Right. 
but then sometimes you form those crushes that are like so fucking intense like I want to be with this person but I can't have them you know that's like when you crush on I don't know like your friend's partner or something like that that would so not be ideal yeah I feel like is it okay for me to share this otherwise just edit it out one time a a friend of ours was dating somebody and this person tended to date quite a few people and then dismiss them for whatever reason but you chatted to this person and you were like man we're really hitting this off oh yeah yeah but you're like but i can't have them do you remember that yeah i forgot about that oh i remember everything (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's fact but in retrospect were you really that into that person like now that the time has passed i never got a chance to get into them that much so i can't answer that too strongly but i guess it was more of a circumstantial crush Right. Whereas I, I didn't know they existed, and Sunny was like, oh, we're getting on well, but I know why you're here. Yeah, I remember walking home from that party where this happened, feeling a bit down about it, and it probably texted you. Yeah, I remember that. And I was like, why? You can have him! But... <laughs> because I'm terrible. <laughs> this inspires some cool lyrics, though, so... There you go. All in all, I win. Exactly. You know, I always say that the harder the hurt, the better the song's gonna be. Sometimes it's the only coping mechanism. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What was I going to say about that? Oh, I'm a real sucker for, like, unlikely love. So when you told me about that situation, I was like, no! What if he's the man for you? No! I honestly feel like if you went to said friend and you were like, hey, this guy that you just threw away, I actually thought he was kind of cute. Could I date him? Give her the space to be like, yes or no. Do you think that would be appropriate or nah? I think it is appropriate. Okay. Because they obviously weren't feeling a connection with them. Yeah. And if you felt like you were, I think it would be rude of them after such a short time to, to, to deny you, like, trying yourself. Yeah. If it had been, like, months with them, I guess it's a bit of a different story. Yeah, I agree. But just, like, but even then, a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. Even then, Maybe. Maybe if it's, like, a huge deal to you. Like, this is the love of my life. This person that you were completely incompatible with. Mm. Depending on where your friend's coming from. That's a real dilemma. Case by case. by case. case, by case but yeah. I'm not saying that you can't ever date someone your friend's dated. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're in the middle of a really small city, just like <laughs> me and Jazz, you got to think about these things. Yes, yeah. you might have to deal with it. Your friends have really different taste from you, which is quite like what I find, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I've had a situation where I've been dating someone or broken up with someone, and then I thought, oh, it sucks that, like, now this other friend can't date them because I think they would have gone really well. Yeah. That's the ranks. Off my go, what want you to tell me what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I really want to know. I think crushes are mainly great. And I love my capacity for new crushes. It makes, like, the workday go faster. It makes my social life more interesting. It just, you know, I have crushes at the cafes that I go to. And, like, one time my cafe crush was rude to me. So I switched to the other cafe crush. And she didn't know. She didn't know how much she was putting on the line by being rude to me when I asked if she put marshmallows in or not. But she's out. But seriously, it just makes life more interesting. It is. I used to have a joke that the older woman at a Chinese takeaway 
had a crush on me because she used to always give me like what I was called the glad eye and I came into order and I feel like I got like little extra stuff because of it and then another time in the same suburb another much older Chinese woman stopped me in the street pointed at my face and said beautiful oh my gosh and then just keep walking and I thought hey maybe I've got it in with these older Chinese women <laughs> maybe that's your like target demographic and you never know that's definitely a fact. I did date a Chinese woman once and didn't work out so yeah but that's just one I mean on, there's a lot more Chinese women of course women. she was like thought I was awesome so that is true checks that out. is true it checks out mm-hmm this theory checks out. I've noticed that a lot too. I've noticed that there's like certain ethnicities that like seem to really dig what I've got going on. Unfortunately, that's not necessarily New Zealanders, but whatever. It's a big wild, wild world out there. <laughs> it's like in um, Hearts and Wreck how Donna is like really appreciated by all the men from Venezuela. Oh yeah. Like Donna's just like got it going on for those men. And then she goes to Venezuela and she just has the time of her life with multiple men surrounding her. And that's, like, a thing. <laughs> Back to work crushes. Yep. just wanted to clarify that a work crush is not the same as, like, a work wife or a work husband. Oh, yeah, definitely. You typically don't have a crush on your work wife because they're just there to be your your rock, basically, and your confidant yeah. and yeah. Your, your best friend there. Yeah. And then you talk about your crushes with them. Yes. Yeah. And I've done that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, shout out to our work wives slash husbands. Yeah, we miss or work, you. work civil union partners. Yeah. I don't have a work wife at the moment because she left. I don't have a work wife, but I do have a civil union partner. Work oh, partner. that's sweet. Yeah. And we are, we just have so much chemistry that one of our coworkers has literally said to us, have you heard of her work wives and husbands? <laughs> <laughs> like it's noticeable from the outside. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I may have encouraged this person to keep applying for a, a role in my team because <laughs> they worked with them at a previous job. <laughs> and it's a dynamic which is like throwing the rest of my team. We have been moved apart twice. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like that, that's like a pl- mm. deep platonic love, like the love that I have for you. Yeah. And that's like, yeah, like you're just bouncing off each other. It is honestly like, yeah, just working with your best friend. Whereas a work crush, I don't know about you, but I kind of tend to avoid them as much as possible. (laughs) Just because what if I make a fool of myself? Yeah, I definitely get a bit more mumbly around my work crushes. And I'm like, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) (laughs) Far more mumbly than I am day to day, so... And then you walk away thinking, why did I say that? Why was I yeah. feeling babbly? Or you're God. like suddenly like super confident. Like sometimes, depending True. on the work crush, I'm like super cheeky and a bit flirty and confident. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is all like really positive crushes experience. Maybe we should cover... Yeah, the bad crush. The downsides. So one downside of being a queer woman... Is the straight girl crush? Oh. Or are they, I'm oh. not sure if they're queer crush. No! Okay, the straight girl crush is definitely worse. 
Yeah. Right, it's probably pretty obvious to our listeners what this means, but you will never know the pain of crushing on a straight girl or a closeted girl as well. Yeah. That's like rough. Like, hey, I'm queer too, but don't think I'd ever want to be with a woman. I hear that one a lot. Like people who do mm-hmm. actually identify as queer and bisexual, and that's totally cool. That's fine. I understand. However, if I have a crush on you, it's extremely frustrating. That you never want any sexual or romantic connection. I'm sorry, but it's true. Yeah, and you see someone who has like a really ambiguous style. And yeah. You think, I bet they're queer. They look queer. They dress queer. Sweet. We'll be friends. And then suddenly they're like, oh, you're going with my boyfriend's weekend. No! Oh, my husband's doing this. And you're like, why? Why? <laughs> why? Why? Yeah, there's a lot of BuzzFeed videos about this very topic, like, Mm. oh, she's into Tegan and Sarah, and she's got (laughs) short fingernails. They always make a lot of the short fingernails, or, like, beanies, and, um, what's the other thing? Like, chicken shirts? Yeah. Or any shirt, (laughs) You see a woman in a shirt, she's probably queer. If If you're, like, a straight woman out there wearing a shirt, why... Yeah. What do you, why do you do us like that? you got to think about these things. I'm not saying as a straight woman you can't wear a shirt, okay? But just realise that you're giving mm-hmm. off some hard queer vibes. Especially if you're wearing trousers <laughs> with it. You're giving off the hard queer vibes! <laughs> and just maybe be conscious of that, that as a straight woman who's like, oh, I'd never go down on a woman. Well, think about how you're dressing and behaving and all the mm-hmm. things you're doing and touching us too much and my God... Yeah, if you're walking around in a plaid shirt, jeans, Doc Martens, and a quite a short haircut, and you are not queer, <laughs> what are you doing? Hey, what, what are you like? You're confusing us all. Honestly, I even, like, as a queer woman going out on dates with other women, who have, like, they're on a date with you, hmm. so they must be queer. Even then, you're like, when do I make a move? Is she into me? What do I do? Mm-hmm. It's just, like, so different from going on a date with a man, which we've got this, like, preconceived idea of what we should be doing. So when um, this episode was suggested, I didn't have a crush at the time. Okay. All my crushes that I'd had had moved on. Yes. Because I typically have one major crush at a time. That is so interesting. That's all I can really handle. Oh my god, you're monogamous with your crushes. Is that true? Well, I think so, yeah, mostly. That's really good to hear, because it's like you assume people are like you, but I am completely polyamorous with my crushes. I crush hard and all over the place. I can have, like, one, and then they... Something happens, I stop crushing them, and I find someone else. And I was, like, crush-free. And my girlfriend Sarah was like, well, you can't do a crush episode if you don't have a crush. Yeah. So your mission is to cultivate a crush... Before recording this episode. Right. And I was like, but I don't even know what to crush on. And then I got a crush. Sarah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. She's, she's already in the bag. Okay. And then I got a crush. But you can still crush. Can you still crush on the person that you're like in a relationship with? I, yes, and I do. Okay, cool. Totally do. Yeah. I was just clarifying that. Yeah, I know yeah. that. I, it's on this yeah. very end to Sarah. I didn't mean to give the impression <laughs> that she was on at any point. Yeah. Carry on. Then I was like, found one. I was like, great. This is great. This is the crash. I can call it the crash. So I was like, queer crash. Yeah, sweet. And then the day came when I like briefly got to like say hi. They waved at me, talked talk to me a little bit, took them online a little bit. I was like, yes, crush. 
had to message Alan saying, this is my crush. You did? She's queer. I did. Oh my fucking gosh. And then, and then, in the end, oh, my boyfriend's doing this. It's like, no, no, my queer crush has a boyfriend. <laughs> she could still be queer though. Oh no, let me. I'm queer and I've got a yeah, boyfriend. Yeah, absolutely. She's still queer. I thought she was queer and single. And somehow that made the crash even more exciting. <laughs> I forgot who this person is. Tell me. It's going to drive me crazy. I'll tell you later. No. But because of that, <laughs> they kind of like broke the spell. Yeah. And now I'm crashless again. Oh, dumb. Except for Sarah. Except for Sarah. As I've already clarified. For always and forever. Like you know, I sometimes just gaze at her photos. Cause I'm like, you're so cute. Look how cute she is. Yeah. Speaking of like being a big crusher, when I'm in a relationship, I'm also really intense. I think those two things marry up quite nicely. You're probably the same. Like when you're in a relationship, you're just like adoring. Mm. I have recently <laughs> been told that I need to give less compliments <laughs> because that's how much I compliment my boyfriends. <laughs> it was an, we had a conversation about it and we got to a nice place with it that he was like, Look, I appreciate that you find me attractive. However, the amount of times in a day, the number of times in a day, good grammar, that you tell me that I'm handsome, bit much. Mix it up a bit. Wow. <laughs> Compliment shade. No, no shade on the person that said it. My lovely boyfriend Hamish. Who is not handsome. Wait, what? Not handsome. (laughs) You might say some sort of badger. (laughs) He's never going to listen to this episode, so who cares? I'm a sure badger. (laughs) I'm a sure silver badger. Nah, he's not silver yet. One day. (laughs) What's a badger, though? Anyway, sorry. (laughs) Okay, okay. So... What were we talking about? Okay, you've cultivated a crush. It was obviously at your workplace, so that narrows it down a bit. That's it. Did you tell me it was at your workplace? No, it's not a work crush. Ah, okay. Then I've no fucking clue what we're talking about. You probably told me I'm just like I'm just I did. I think absolute you... mind blank. So you have Facebook profile. Oh shit. No, I can't remember any of this. We talk way okay. too much. Yeah we do. You never find it. <laughs> I you know, I write songs. So I had this song called New Crash. It was like my pop song. And it wasn't very good, but it was fun. But I kept having to rewrite the song because my crush kept changing. And then I felt weird about singing about an old crush. Yeah. So I keep updating the lyrics to be about my new crush. But the chorus of it went that you are my new crush and not my last crush. Yep. But not my last crush. I think you're so wonderful, but you're not in my dating pool. Oh, yeah. And that was because, one, I recognized that. The crushes were just temporary and they weren't a really big deal. I was just like, that was my crush at the moment. And it was fun saying that, my crush, my crush, my crush. But sometimes you have crushes on people that will only ever be a crush because they're not in your dating pool and you're like... They're unreachable. They're unreachable for whatever reason, whether it's like location or age or... They're in a relationship. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah, status. They're, yeah, sexuality. Yeah, yeah. that already. Yeah. Whatever. And so then it's like a safe crush. And so it's just like just for you up in your head. Mm-hmm. But it's when it's like, oh, actually they are potentially dateable. 
Mm-hmm. That's when the crush for me can be more like, oh. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, totally. Can I make this happen? Yeah. And how? And how, man? Mm-hmm. All right. I think it's important that we cover reluctant crushes. Reluctant so crushes. This is when you have a crush on somebody and their feelings are completely unwelcome. For whatever reason, you don't want to crush on this person. It could be because, yeah, they're straight. They work with you closely. Um, and you need a professional relationship with them. They're a friend. And you just want to keep it platonic. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, like, just... If you name it, you don't want it. Okay, so my number one tip is... Just don't entertain the thoughts if you can... If you don't get any enjoyment out of the thoughts, then just like, I acknowledge your thought, but I let you go. That goes for all thoughts that you don't like having. You can just say, I acknowledge you, but I let you go. And I'm not saying that that's like a foolproof plan and that's going to be fucking easy to do. It's so hard to choose your thoughts. It's possible, but it's very, very hard. Try that. That's not working. Okay, cool. Your next thing is you just have to reassure yourself that if you wait it out, it will go away. Because as Jaslyn said just now, Crushes are temporary. They are almost always temporary. If they don't go somewhere, I do have exceptions to this. Mm. If they don't, generally if they don't go somewhere and you apply logic, the crush will just fade away over time. Oh, I've heard a really great quote. Mm. If you want to stop crushing on somebody, get to know them better. Yes, so true. Yeah, and basically (laughs) it means once you know their flaws or once you know some major stuff about them, you'll be like, oh, actually, no. Mm -hmm. Like, I had a crush on somebody and it was just, like, not... They knew about it and it just, like, wasn't going anywhere. But then once I started realizing more stuff about them, I was like, oh, that's not compatible with my lifestyle. No, thank you. Yes, that's so relatable. One one really good example is Jaslyn doesn't like any smokers. So the moment that you realize somebody is a smoker, you're generally like really put off, eh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, we're done. I'm done, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like you think, oh, that person's just so beautiful. Their life's so perfect. Like, oh, I wish I could play around them more. It's like Instagram. Yeah, and then Instagram you're like, crush. you get them, exactly, then you might get chatting to them like at a party or drink or something and you realise that, oh wow, they've got all these like insecurities and problems in their life and things and you're like, oh actually, their life isn't perfect. No. And then you start seeing them more as like, just like a regular human being. Yeah, knock them off that pedestal, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And that helps a lot. I have in the past had an unrequited massive crush on somebody and it lasted years and I still live in fear of this happening again but I think what was happening there was that I was in a relationship that wasn't right for me it ultimately wasn't compatible and I had a lot I needed to discover about myself like in terms of Mm. queerness and polyamory and all of that and now that I'm in a relationship in a situation where I'm much happier that just doesn't seem to happen as much anymore Okay. Yeah. But Mm. at the time... So, oh, this is my other tip about reluctant crushes. Please do look into why it's reluctant. Oh, yes. It could be as simple as they don't want me and I want them. Okay, fair enough. But sometimes it has fucking layers. And when I had that unrequited crush on that person, it was escapism. Mm. It was like intense escapism. If I thought about that other person or if I thought about getting with that other person or why can't I have that other person, it distracted me from my own right on my face problems. Because I think at that time, I was living a life that I thought I should live. And I wasn't happy. Right, yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes, like, 
what you think is a reluctant crush could be more your brain saying, hey, you know that woman you have a crush on and you don't know why because that's annoying because you're straight? Maybe you're not so straight. Yes, yes. <laughs> you pull up that thread a little? 100%. You know, could be a great outcome for you. Or maybe it's like, oh, I'm in this exclusive relationship with somebody, but I have this intense, massive crush on somebody else. What's wrong with me? Oh, why is this happening? It could actually be maybe you're not really happy in your relationship. And that's actually okay. Mm. I think there's just such a cultural dialogue of like, you have to stay with the person you're with and you have to be monogamous and you have to make that work. But once you kind of let all of those expectations go and actually live the life that you want to live rather than the ones other people expect of you, then your relationship style could look totally different. And that's what happened to me. I'm not saying that everybody should go out and be non-monogamous. Oh my God, that's a huge conversation to have with yourself and with your partner. That's a whole other podcast, yo. It is. Coming soon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy to do it if the listeners are interested. But yeah, basically, just question why you're having feelings. Always. Mm. I do this with like any really strong feelings. It's a practice I'm trying to do now. Where I'm like, why did I react with such an anger to that? And then when it comes down to it, you learn more about yourself and your relationships to other people. It's true. Yeah. And yeah, if you do have a crash, enjoy it for a while it lasts. Yeah, if you can enjoy it, do. Because it's like just, like Jason said, not a big deal. Yeah. Someone you will come along soon. Also, it makes for a really fucking funny story. Like, oh yeah, I actually had a crush on that person all along. (laughs) (laughs) I used to pretend that some workmates had crashes on each other just to make my day more interesting. (laughs) You may have been right. Like, if you think people have crushes on each other. Yeah, especially, like, unlikely pairings. And, like, someone might come to visit our office, like, a lot. You're like, why are you always coming down instead of ringing? Oh, you have a crush on them. Oh, interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Or maybe they just hate using phones. Or maybe they're really lonely in their own office space. Oh, I don't want to think about this. Could be that as well. Yeah, true. But I can totally understand where you're coming from. That role-playing is really... And really safe as well, because you're completely removed from it. You're just peering up people in your mind. (laughs) (laughs) That's because That sounds like fun. (laughs) That's like my game, Everyone's Hitting on Me. Oh, yeah, yeah. But no no one likes my game. No, that's not true. My friends think my game is really funny. If you want to play Everyone's Hitting on Me at home, basically the rules of the game are, everyone's hitting on you. So just perceive everything anyone says to you as them hitting on you. And it's fucking hilarious. And if you're with friends who you trust, you can point out that they're hitting on you. For example, oh my god, your hair is so nice. Oh, I just love the way your hair falls. I wish my hair was like that. Then you can be like, wow, hitting on me again? Everyone's just hitting on me today. And it makes everyone really uncomfortable, but in a fun way. Don't abuse this power, though. But yeah, Yeah. it's a fun game. Look out for those innuendos. (laughs) Oh, because you might get yourself in a lot of trouble if you're like, wow, you're hitting on me with somebody you don't know particularly well. They'd be like, yeah, I was actually. Maybe just have a close close (laughs) friend that you just relay things to. (laughs) Okay, on that note, if you have a crush on us, feel free to email us and tell us. Yep. Our information is coming up next. If you do have a crush that you're excited about, I hope that you get to see them soon. And maybe you'll smile. (laughs) Have a good week. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. If you have any comments or questions, please send an email to highexpectationspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a comment. 
Find us on Facebook and Instagram at High Expectations Podcast or on Twitter at High EX Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. Have a great week. Fountaining is the verb. Yep, fountaining. <laughs> you call it spurts out water. Yeah. Squirts. Squirts. Spurts. I think it's spurts. Probably not squirts, but maybe. <laughs>